Welcome to today's program, The Beauty of Grace, and I'm Pastor Pete Norris of Harvest Fellowship Church. And what a blessing it is, as I've said before, just to be in your presence and to be able to share the Word of God and to bring, we pray, a little bit of life into your situation and maybe bring some encouragement and some uplifting. That's what we want to do, is bring you to a place to where this Word of God is what you base your life on, and this Word of God is bringing encouragement, and it always lifts us up. The Word of God, every word from the Lord is pregnant with revelation. You just got to receive that revelation. You know, the Bible says in Colossians Colossians chapter 3, verse 1 and 2, and we're going to talk about, again, changing the way we think, changing our minds. If then you were raised with Christ, seek those things which are above where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set, set your mind on things above and not things of this earth. You know, we get moved by so many things on this earth. We get moved by our job. We get moved by situations. We get moved by circumstances. We get moved by environments. We get moved by all these things that are coming along. You know, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 5 and 6, and it's going to kind of give you the same correlation of what I just gave you. For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on things of the flesh. So in other other words, whatever you think is direction you're going to go. If you set your mind on spiritual things, that's direction you're going to go. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit, for to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and it's peace. So there's that peace by the Holy Spirit when you set your mind on the things of the flesh. But if you think about the, the worldly things and the carnal things all the time, then that's where you're going to set your mind and that's where you're going to live. You are never going to have peace outside until you have peace inside. See, everybody's looking for peace just to show up on the outside and everything to be taken care of. Listen to me. The outside of your life is a reflection of what's on the inside. You say, well, Pastor, my finances are good. My marriage is good. My relationship is good. My health is good. But I just have a lot of conflict around me. That's because there's a conflict going on the inside of you. If you don't settle and get peace on the inside, you're never going to have peace on the outside. We've got to get to a point that we have peace on the outside. You know, in Philippians 4 and 8 tells us what should be on our mind. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things of good report, if there be any virtue, if there be anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. He said, I want you to get your mind fixed on the things that are pure. I want you to get your mind fixed on the things that are true, the things that are just, the things that are lovely. Think on these things that are good. Don't let your mind think the wrong stuff. Don't let it think the bad things. You know, there was a time in Jesus' life in Matthew 26 and 38, and he said to them, My soul is exceedingly sorrowful, even to death. Stay here and watch with me. Now, we know that Jesus was in Gethsemane. Now, how many of you know that Gethsemane means a wine press? G-A-T-H means a vat used to tread down grapes to bring juices out. Shema means liquid. The grapes are put into a vat and pressed until the unhindered flow of pure juice comes out. See, that's exactly what's trying to happen to us. You know, I'm not talking about dying to yourself. I'm talking about allowing yourself to be taken through a, a wine press to where your soulish man is so surrendered to the Lord that what drips out of you is the blessings and the favor of the Lord. Now watch this. I want to show you something 
Really, really powerful. The Bible says in Luke 22 and 44 in the Amplified Classic, Being in an agony of mind, he prayed all the more earnestly and intently, and his sweat became like great clots of blood dropping, watch this, like great drops of blood dropping up, down upon the ground. Now in Le- Leviticus 17:11, for the life of the flesh is in the blood, and I have given it to you upon the altar to make an atonement for your souls. For it is the blood that makes an atonement for the soul. Now the Levitical priest was prophesying that the life of the flesh is in the blood. The word life in the Greek here is nim flesh, and it means the soul, fulfilling the old covenant by dying to the soulish man. See, he's trying to reveal to us that we need to die to this soulish man. Our soulish man doesn't need to be what is controlling us. So Jesus was in the garden and the Bible said he was in agony to actually pure blood came out of his, of his, of his brow and fell upon the ground. Now it was a Levitical prophecy, a Levitical priest prophecy that this had to happen and that his blood was going to make an atonement for the souls of the man. Soul in this thing is actually the word nymphlesh, which means the, the mind, the will, and emotions. And we see this happening. And now we see something in Isaiah 53 verse 10 that's really fearful. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He has put him to grief. When you make his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed, he shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hands. Soul is the same Greek word as Leviticus 17.11. What became... The offering for sin, the answer, the soul. Bruise means to, to crumble or to beat to pieces, to crush. So we see here in Isaiah 53 verse 11, And he shall see the labor of his soul and shall be satisfied. By his knowledge my righteous servant shall justify many. He shall bear their iniquities. When did Jesus see the travailing? When did God see the travailing? In the garden. By his knowledge shall my righteous servant be made. He shall bear their iniquities. So we see here that a great manifestation took place and if we can learn to control our soul, you know when Jesus was in the garden, I've heard people say, well, you know he prayed and he didn't know how to he didn't know how to, to if if he wanted to give his life and he struggled with the decision whether he was going to give his life for the Lord or not or if he did but that wasn't the reason he was struggling. His struggle was in his mind to how do I die? I don't know how to die. And he had to give up his soulish man first before he could give up his spirit man. And once his mind surrendered and gave up the ghost and gave up and surrendered and the field of Levitical priesthood then the flesh could go and, and the body and the spirit could go fulfill the purpose of which God called it to. See, that's the beauty of grace. We've got to understand that we're living in a time and in a season when we've got to learn to listen. You know, the Bible says in Luke 21, 19, by patience you possess your soul. Patient means consistency. Possess means to obtain or to acquire, to take ownership of. We've got to learn to take ownership of our soul and change the way we're thinking and we'll see the beauty of grace.